Siege by James Mason Real Revolution versus Phony Revolution The old-timers from the 40s and 50s predicted the coming red dictatorship. Those of us around and active in the 60s were taught to dread the Black Revolution and that of the New Left, the Yippies, etc., none of which ever took place, or did they? I'll just put it this way. All of their vile and sick demands are either already, have been implemented, or are well on their way. This kind of sick filth that prevails today, and much of it, which has long since been coded into law books, is the sort of stuff that is so insidious and destructive that Joseph Stalin himself, that arch-red, right, would have, and very often did go, all out to the root and get rid of before the whole structure of society was devoured by it. While we've been on guard against threatening menaces, things far worse have overtaken us. Things so foul and deep-rooted that it's even hard to put a finger on them. One thing for certain, taken together, it all adds up to a national death sleep. Rockwell called the situation in the 60s that very thing. Except he believed enough white men knew the score, hated it, and were ready to fight, if only given the proper leadership. Things have gone far beyond that today. Most people don't know the score. They don't give a damn. And they wouldn't fight under any circumstances. They are ready and willing to lay down and just say, die. So to hell with them. Are we, are you, as unworthy of the white genes in your blood as that? That's one reason to join the fight. Another reason is that the situation which prevails on the planet Earth is a damned insult and disgrace to a creator or to the creation itself. This crazy and rotten mess cries out to be ruthlessly corrected. And the only way to prove that you are not part of the problem is to become part of the solution. One final motivation is this. Those of us, having been around and in the know, had better get on with the big job of the dirty work while we're still young. The system provides no retirement benefits for failed revolutionaries. As far as any revolution is concerned, one can only come from us. What's the difference between all other interests vying for a piece of the pie today? They all love blacks, and their greatest ideal is high profits. What's the difference when the U.S. First Lady is pictured with two great outstanding Democrats? John Wayne Gacy and Jim Jones? What's the difference when Jesse Jackson, in his syndicated newspaper column, refers to the five dead identified communists in Greensboro as civil rights leaders? Could things be worse? Do we need fear a communist or black revolution? Hardly. To bring off a revolution means literally to turn the tables upside down. It does not mean quibbling inches and degrees. Turning back 
the hands of time, arguing two sides of the same coin. It doesn't mean patching up a rotten, sagging framework either. It means death to the old order and the birth of a new order. Anything other than this is no more than a variation on a single theme, Jewish-controlled state capitalism. So forget about someone else's revolution. There's not going to be one unless we make it. Vanguard Radio. No Jews. Just right.